0: and welcome to the post Mod pod episode three i'm felipe
1: and i'm lillian
0: and today as ever we will try to make sense of current events that is our motto to make sense of current events
1: that's right. we not said that yet. I came up with that.
0: I came up with that.
1: No, no, I thought yeah. I did.
0: I came up with that. I did. I came up with all the good <laughs> ideas. Baby, go low. So, why don't we get started with some icebreakers, as you are keen to do. Okay. So, did you come up with any? any? No, I didn't.
1: <laughs> okay, well, how about, what is your favorite movie?
0: Favorite movie, by far, Leagues Ahead is Gladiator.
1: That is a really good movie.
0: Mm-hmm. What about you?
1: I shouldn't have asked this question because I don't have one prepared. What do you think my favorite one is?
0: I think your favorite movie is The Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind. No. No, no, no. It's, definitely, it's definitely the... Uh, the Bruce Willis sci-fi sing opera singer. The thing. Fifth Element. It, that right is
1: there. a good movie. It fifth is so good. Is the Gary Oldman? Gary Nia Jovovich. I used to think oh, so his good.
0: last name was Oldman, and his name was Gary Oldman. And that Every time I name. saw him, every time I but it's not pronounced that way. Oh. It's, it's Oldman <laughs> or whatever. Every time I saw him and he wasn't old, I thought it was a cheat, <laughs> a lie, so a deception.
1: I love the Gladiator soundtrack. I must say it's so, it's so beautiful. The waltz. And then the the the, the vocalizing. Uh how, whatever. <laughs> uh
0: uh Let me see if I can remember the the battle waltz.
1: That's
0: that's in the um <laughs> in the bridge that's, if you will.
1: That's Pirates of the Caribbean. I was no, getting confused. It, it um that's Pirates of the Caribbean. It's very similar. It's
0: very similar. Dun 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 ta dun. Dun 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 ta dun. No. Okay, so shall we just head right into it?
1: Sure. Why don't you go first
0: today, I'll go first today, okay, because. I got the high energy today, baby. I got the high energy. Okay, so first story today I'd like to talk about is um, related to the National Trust has gone through a, a little bit of a controversy over some of its senior members trying to placate the unwashed masses and introduce a woke agenda. Oh, wow. So I will read a spiked spiked article titled The Woke Drift of the National Trust. The National Trust seems like an unlikely institution to be pursuing a woke agenda. But some trust members are so fed up with what they see as the charity's woke drift that they have started a campaign group to fight back. Hmm. Restore Trust claimed its first victory this week when National Trust Chairman Tim Parker stepped down. Quote, Parker's gone, but he won't be the last, end quote, a restored trust spokesman told The Times. Quote, we know that there's a small group of about three senior management figures who have highly, have a highly woke agenda, so we're out to oust them as well, end quote. So what's so woke about the trust? Trust members haven't been forced to undergo white privilege struggle sessions, <laughs> and no stately homes have been torn down or renamed, but some softer signs of wokeness are clearly visible at the charity. Most infamous has been the trust's recent study on its pro- properties linked to slavery and colonialism. Of course, there's nothing woke about wanting to understand more about Britain's colonial past, but when it published the study in September 2020, senior figures were well aware of how it would play into the rows, rouse over race unfolding in wider society. The study was commissioned in 2018, but the trust sped its release in the wake of the George Floyd tragedy. Mm. John. Orno Onste, os- head of culture and engagement, explicitly referenced the culture war. Quote, this moment, the Black Lives Matter mo- movement, has made us realize that we need to go much faster. It is the whole world realizing that we have to move more quickly.
1: Move more quickly to what?
0: Uh, end quote. Other incidents have also upset the National Trust's small-c conservative membership. In April, it was revealed that all volunteers will be made to undergo, quote, unconscious bias training. What
1: is that? (laughs) When they
0: return after lockdown, leading some to resign in protest. Similarly, in 2017, staff and volunteers at the Fellbreak Hall Stately Home in Norfolk were made to wear rainbow badges Mm -hmm. and lanyards to celebrate the 50th anniversary of homosexuality being decriminalized. Those who didn't want to wear the rainbow symbols were taken off public-facing roles. Clearly, none of this amounts to a woke apocalypse, but it does show that something is afoot in even the most conservative of institutions. The National Trust is not alone. There are creeping signs of wokeness in the Church of England. the Archbishop of Canterbury has embraced the decolonized movement, suggesting that artifacts linked to slavery and colonialism could be removed from churches. What was once the Tory party at prayer, that's what the Anglican Church has historically been called, (laughs) is also flagellating itself over institutional racism. State institutions that once represented authority and order have similarly taken a woke turn. The military wants to recruit snowflakes (laughs) to its ranks. The police now like to drape themselves in pride flags and arrest civilians for tweeting rudely about trans issues. What all of this goes to show is that wokeness is now the default operating mode for our institutions, whatever they might have been set up to do. The more small-c conservative institutions express woke ideas in more restrained, subtle ways, but it is clear a transformation is taking place beneath the surface.
1: So this was published today? This article
0: from Spiked was published. Yeah, today. Yeah.
1: It's not news to me. I mean, this is... I think it's obvious that the woke agenda has been making its rounds in these institutions.
0: I think what the article is reporting is the now total and complete victory of woke agenda across across the board. board. That even small C conservative institutions like the National Trust, which it's news to me, but I didn't know it was uh conservative. conservative. I had no idea of its political inclinations, but I can see why it might be considered small C conservative because it's meant to conserve old properties. And those old old properties were often held by landed gentry aristocrats with outdated and old views. So I can see how it might be considered little C conservative. Mm. So to say that even an institution like this has been uh, captivated uh, or become captive to the woke agenda is to say there 's a total victory now, okay, and so no no it is now the new default normal mm-hmm. so the the interesting question is how how did it become to be this way what is What is the underlying philosophic premise of the Volk agenda go? What is the common factor in what was listed there? The police draping themselves in flags. The army recruiting snowflakes, the National Trust, like, about slavery. What is the common it's denominator? A, it's,
1: I think it's all about the oppressor, oppressor. Speak closer to the mic. So where I think that people are um, claiming victimhood as a status, like a, a forever status, that then they need to get reparations for. So no matter what you are, as long as you're a victim, then you deserve certain things
0: but what are they a victim of
1: who which ones
0: you just said that the common factor oh, is of the oppressors of,
1: of not having power but
0: what do the how do the oppressors victimize in these in examples let's say the national trust is wanting to train uh, you know Staff or unconscious bias.
1: It, I don't know if there is an actual thing that they are doing, but the fact—I'm not saying
0: an actual fact. I'm saying in, in their con- constructed theory of life and of society, what is the the crime that is being committed that they the, are that trying to But they're a of part of the majority.
1: Fix. I think that's what it is. I just think it's majority people apologizing for being a majority. Mm-hmm. that's all mm-hmm. I see it as so right. the white people have to apologize because they're white there's no other reason it's not like they've gone out and done anything to a minority mm-hmm. I mean mm-hmm. the most Brits like uh, Lawrence Fox famously said are nice people <coughs> very accepting, very loving and and yet just because they're white they are told that they have a privilege that is being exerted onto the minority and therefore mm-hmm. they need to change they need to let the minority become a majority, I think. And not necessarily majority in race, but in majority in power.
0: Yeah, 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 yeah. I would say that the common factor is that the to impose a standard of good on a person is evil inherently. To impose the idea that something could be the best mm. or something so to strive for is a crime as such, so unconscious bias is 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 basically addressing this idea that um, white culture is superior to other cultures, and that that is inherently a crime because. To accept the idea that one culture could be better means, logically, it's like saying, look, one one kind of nutrition is better than another kind. It is better to eat meat and vegetables as a part of a regular diet than eating fake foods mm-hmm. and McDonald's and fast food. And to say that... Implies that well, everyone should be striving to eat meat and potatoes, or Mm -hmm. meat and vegetables. Mm -hmm. And to say that is to say that one nutritional approach is superior than another nutritional approach. And so, unconscious bias and um, uh, critical critical theory, critical race theory specifically, is is born out of the idea that to impose a stand an objective standard of goodness is is a crime because they say things like well mathematics and science is inherently racist it is the way of the white man to think in terms of scientific principles and in terms of mathematics and they say this because the premise is all that is called cult- all the culture that's that that is an outgrowth of the white race let's call it is is an, To impose that on other races, on blacks, on Asians, etc., is a crime. It is committing the crime of presuming that one culture is superior to another. Or the crime of imposing a standard on somebody, a standard of goodness. Let's go to another example, the um, the snowflakes. It is a crime to call somebody a snowflake because that presumes that you know trying to make a man masculine is a crime it is imposing a standard of masculinity that is purported to be good and superior to uh femininity or to effeminate uh culture or effeminate approaches to to life for a man or let's take another example the um police draping themselves in flags to oppose that is to, to claim that heteronormative culture is superior to the other culture, to the rainbow flag culture. So all these examples, what they have in common is that they are a war imposed on the notion that there can be objectively good ways of living life. That all peoples of all races and all colors should be adopting, that regardless of What race you are, it is good to be masculine and bad to be a snowflake. That no matter what race or culture you come from, heteronormative practices are better than non-heteronormative practices. Or that science and math and objectivity in truth are superior than subjectivity and abject violence. So all the, the common denominating the common factor is that basically how dare you impose a standard how dare you say i must colonialize myself with values that are foreign to my upbringing or to where i come from so for example i'm from uh, a third world country that doesn't have a great tradition of mathematics and science or literature or um, anything like that and so for me to stand um, and defend a doctorate in a western university for me to then take up a job in a scientific endeavor is is evidence ipso facto that I've colonial colonialized myself with oh. values that are foreign to my culture. That that is what the critical theorists would say, and that that's I've right. I've basically oppressed. That's what I've.
1: But s- that's what they want to achieve. They want they want people of your culture to to beat everyone else. No,
0: they don't. The Critical theorists have one goal and one goal only. It is to destroy what was previously considered the good. Okay. So, to destroy science and mathematics, to destroy heteronormativity, to destroy toxic masculinity is what they call it, or just good masculinity. So, that's why all these things are being elevated, like snowflakeness, like uh, alphabet soupness like obesity etc body positivity what it, or you cannot uh, how dare you form or impose on a child so this whole child led learning and yeah. and child led parenting all these are the rejection of the previous norms which were premised on imposing a standard on people because okay. you knew that that standard was good
1: I thought that they they attributed <laughs> certain standards to the whites and said whatever the whites did we hate that Like I thought that's what they were doing but you're saying that there are general uh, um, standards that they don't want they don't like because they don't like standards at all Well, I thought it was just like whatever the west created they just hate because it's the majority and they held power for so long that they want to push against that
0: well, the, yeah, the, the root sort of psychological motive is ultimately power uh-huh. to become the, the oppressors, as, right. a, as, a, as it were, to become the conquerors, to become the, the despots and the dictators of culture and politics, etc. So they have this monolithic Western culture that is currently uh, preeminent and currently ruling and currently deciding what is right and what is wrong, and they just merely wish to depose it. Uh Uh, depose it perhaps out of just a sheer desire for power Uh but what they've instrumented in order to justify in order to win this victory you know the only way they're going to win is by making the westerners destroy themselves Mm -hmm. and so what they've seeded the west with is a suicidal ideology an ideology that makes westerners themselves loathe themselves and Mm -hmm. reject themselves they've They've injected a poison pill that says, actually, what well, you believe in science, what you believe in math, what you believe in masculinity, what you believe in heteronormativeness is all, is all evil. And so mm-hmm. you must reject it. And so you have the spectacle of white people finding black people on the streets and getting on their knees and apologizing, um, things like that. Mm-hmm. So you, it, it's genius. It's ingenious. It's so evil and genius it's planting the seeds of destruction in the people you want to destroy, so mm-hmm. that they want to commit suicide.
1: So that reminds me of one of the the topics that I posted. So do you want to just jump to that? And then I just
0: before we do that, I just wanted to hear. I wanted to play one of uh, Darren Grimes is a a guy I follow uh-huh. on Twitter, and he had a commentary on it. I Just wanna to... strip away the woke
2: nonsense and do its damn job. Stop telling us which manicured garden of a former stately home belonging to some landed gentry at some point in his life said a racist word. As if a manicured lawn is can be guilty of bigotry or something, some guff like that. Get on with what your members are paying you to do and what the public actually wants you to do, which many of us visit year in, year out, spending our hard-earned dosh to see these places that have been left in your gift for you to protect. We just want you to be getting on with your job. Enough of this nonsense. Enough of pandering to those who do not wish our nation well. Enough of pandering to those who would rather you tear down than build and protect. Do your job. It really does speak volumes, I think, to the pervasive nature of much of this walkery and wackery which has infected many of our most precious institutions. The National Trust is one of the most important of those in our country. I think that the membership that have revolted against their, the chair of, of the organization and forced change, I hope they actually manage to get change that actually strips the National Trust back to basics so it does its damn job.
0: So I think um, we asked before we started this, Is oh, I asked at least, what, what is it that allowed or permitted wokery to Mm -hmm. take the field basically if we understand wokery as as he suggested which is basically the things of the west must be destroyed and replaced with new things which Mm -hmm. are related to um, the minorities that have been oppressed um the question is how did how did the west itself accept and uphold and defend this concept and begin to dismantle itself right and my answer is that It leveraged a corruption of the concept of love. Uh, Mm -hmm. The concept of love used to be you want the thing that is best for that particular entity that you love. Mm -hmm. And to determine what is best for that entity presumes that there is an objective way and an objective standard, um, which defines what is the good for that entity. So Mm -hmm. for a human being, it is sunlight, it is water, it is nutrition, and it is virtuous values it used to be thought for a a mammal in the sea like a whale it is good food it is a wide-ranging ability to swim the oceans and uh, no interference from man for example these are the things that objectively we can decide we can identify are the good things necessary for a successful life because you love the thing you therefore want that thing to be achieved critical theory Destroys that concept of love and says, actually, love is love. You've heard the phrase, love is love. And it's made it so that whatever the entity says it wants for itself is the good. Mm-hmm whatever that entity says it wants for itself is the good so for if 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 a if a growing young boy or a man says i want to be a coward and i want to cry uh, at everything and i want to shirk my duties and hide under the couch then our duty out of love is to encourage that and say we accept and we love you and we will let you do that so that yeah
1: i think more um a, a, an example that I think more people would see very plainly is a child who says they want to have candy all day. Yes. Only eat candy. Yes.
0: Out of love, you must give the child what it has decided it wants and mm-hmm. what it thinks is good for itself. And so, and so that corruption, it sort of it leverages the whole Christian heritage, right? Because if God is love, how dare you deny love Mm -hmm. for the entity so it's a very sly very underhanded uh packaged lie in the concept of love love Mm -hmm. is just accept and promote what the person wants so you can't possibly disagree with somebody because that would be unloving you must Mm -hmm. affirm so hence when when um, all the all the heresies and corruptions that entered the church, such as uh, women should preach or same sex marriages should be blessed, and contrary to the uh, to the Bible, um, it was said we must. It isn't it, to disagree with such perspectives is unloving. Mm-hmm. Love requires that we affirm. Mm-hmm. Does that ring I a mean, bell? It's right.
1: Totally pervasive and and perverted. It has perverted what love is
0: correct so all these institutions because they've they've inherited the old concept of love without its its bulwark of defense which is a real christian faith and a real christian courage to stand up for for the truth um all they're left with is uh a weak uh inherited concept of love that was easily corrupted that was easily pushed over and pushed aside and said actually love is affirming love is love love is to affirm whatever a person wants and that is you 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 grab any guy anyone on the street anyone uh, in the common walk of life and that has won the day for these institutions to have lost a critical theory the individuals all across our culture all across the west have themselves lost the war and accepted this new definition of love, at least subconsciously. And so the war to take back objectivity begins with the war of redefining, or not redefining, but re- re-acknowledging uh, the true definition of love, which mm-hmm. is love is to desire the thing that is good for the thing. And that is uh, the, the thing that's good for the thing is objectively identifiable and easily, easily arrived at. Mm-hmm. And you must have the courage and the boldness to uh, adhere to that. Mm-hmm. Um, and that that's, that's it, something
1: basically. that in the Christian tradition, um, especially in the ones that I grew up in, like the Pentecost, not I grew up in, but I was um, in when during university, is this idea that the will of God is some obscure subjective thing that only God will speak directly to you. And 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 um, I feel like that's related because, no, in fact, the will of God is very plain and very clear. Uh, there's no mystery behind it. You just, you read your Bible and it tells you what is good and what to pursue. And that there's no like, I'm not saying there's no special will, but the importance is that people, I just feel like I knew so many people in the Christian faith that were just waiting around, not doing anything Spiritually, because they wanted God to speak directly to them and tell them this like subjective mm. will that He had for yeah. them.
0: Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but God's will is, is clearly manifest, yes. objectively identifiable.
1: Exactly. It's not a
0: mystery. Okay, so let's move on to story two. That's enough of that. Uh, story two uh, from the BBC headline says Is it Batley or Batley again? Um, which one b-a-t-l-e-y how do you pronounce batley. it batley school protests teacher allowed back in prophet muhammad image row. they like that word row. we didn't use to use that in the u.s not
1: really um,
0: a teacher who was suspended after showing children a caricature of the prophet muhammad can return to the classroom protests were held outside batley grammar school after the teacher showed an image during a religious studies lesson in march
1: Oh, I remember that. An
0: independent investigation found the teacher did not intend to cause offense by showing the image. The school said it would offer more guidance and training for staff. The image was shown on more than one occasion to students during lessons earlier this year, the investigation found. Demonstrators gathered outside the school gates on two occasions with some calling for the teacher to be sacked. In an executive summary of the report, the trust said teaching staff, quote, genuinely believed that using the image had an educational purpose and benefit, end quote. But the trust said it recognized that using the image did cause, quote, deep offense to a number of students, parents and members of the school community, adding that it, quote, deeply regrets the the distress caused. Okay, so let's hear some uh, reflections on it from... Um, a radio show that I like listening to sometimes talk which, radio. which is talk radio it's re-
3: despicable what has happened to the school teacher at Batley grammar utterly despicable and it really casts a shadow of shame it's across so many O'Neil. institutions in this country he was abandoned by his school he was abandoned by the teaching unions the supposedly liberal commentariat didn't say very much they turned their backs they didn't care and this is a man who according to his father is broken and dead Devastated and still in hiding because he's getting death threats from religious extremists. I'm afraid that the people who fail to stand up for this teacher and his freedom of speech should be utterly ashamed of themselves. You know, thankfully, uh, a, a union of bin men in, in the Batley area yes. have stood up for him and have defended him, and we need more of that kind of action. But I think what this case really shows is that the supposedly liberal elites don't really believe in liberty anymore, and they're willing to cast a good schoolteacher to the wolves just because he caused offence to them.
2: It's despicable.
0: So I, I didn't know that uh, a union of, of bin men... That is like garbage men yeah. stood up for him. Way to go for the working class. I, mm-hmm. I just find so much encouragement from the working class. So yeah, basically, yeah. As the article and 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 the radio um, and and Brendan O'Neill, who works for Spike, actually um, stated, this guy got in a lot of trouble. Protests happened, and I think he got suspended, but then now reinstated. Um, but that but everyone basically time, turned yeah. their back on yeah. him. Basically, and I can no imagine one.
1: Him feeling extremely
0: betrayed and abandoned. And- yeah. So, so related to our original, to our first story, uh, the common denominator, denominator here is, of course, that one group of people declare that something is good, mm-hmm. um, and and we must affirm. Basically, everyone okay. must affirm that thing. Yeah, and if you don't, and refer, if you don't, it's unloving. Right, and and in and in some countries, illegal. Right, so so I think. I have I have two thoughts on this. First, that you know, I respect uh, the concept of not publishing an image out of a sort of pious mentality. Mm-hmm. Um, I can understand that. I think we have a, a long tradition of within the Christian faith of battles for uh, iconography and iconoclasm. So I, I can understand all the controversy around publishing images of holy figures um so if 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 for example the polite thing to do would have been in, in that class to say you know we're going to show an image of this you are free to leave the classroom if it offends you um uh, warn the parents say hey we're gonna we're gonna show an image of this as part of the instruction etc so i wouldn't be opposed to such a, an approach but um i wouldn't I would be opposed to the idea that it should be illegal to offend people, and and that's what I think is happening here. The what what the parents and the students who protested want is for it to be illegal to do such a thing. I can understand that being the it, case in a majority Muslim country, it is, and it is illegal in a majority exactly, Muslim countries, yeah. but this isn't a majority Muslim country. Um, but the fact, but what, what we see from this event and the response by the leadership of the school and the press, etc., is that they're not willing to stand up for the fact that this isn't a Muslim country. Mm. That if, if the Muslims of this country want to impose their understanding of what should be legal or illegal on the rest of the country, no one stands in their way. Basically. I think the
1: truth is that people are afraid of these religious est- extremists because they mm. ha- are known to have physically hurt people cut their heads off killed them yes throw mm. them off buildings yeah you know you don't have Christian religious extremists going around cutting people's heads off so mm. I think there's a there's a true fear uh, to that you if you offend them that you're in danger and you-
0: yeah but I think if there was a robust response from parliament all the way down to mps all the way down to the police force that said we will stand up for the right to offend no matter what and aggressively persecute anyone who thinks they're going to kill or hurt someone who's offended then we'd have a different story but what we do what we have instead is no comment no defense of the teacher from the school. No defense of the teacher from MPs. No defense of the teacher from the police force. No defense from Parliament. It's just silence at best. At worst, criticism of the man, and it takes the binmen. Only the binmen stand up for this guy locally. You know, so there is a shockingly, shockingly. Um, low level of masculinity in in the robot in the response to this. What is masculinity? It is the ability to resist force. Um, that's one aspect of, of masculinity is to meet force with force. To meet resistance with resistance. And so a society that has a healthy level of masculinity would have would have met this protest and this critique with protest and with resistance itself but it hasn't and that's the I think the prevailing story here and I think it has something to do with again the corruption of love is love Then we must it is offensive and and controversial and scandalous to say that actually it is good that we have the right to offend and it is proper and we will go all the way to the courts and we will impose force to defend such a right no one's saying that no one's doing that because they're all as you said they're afraid for their lives which i can understand but they also don't understand that if they capitulate so we've we've had a long series of capitulations to this long many many stories of 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 protests of this nature in the west and and uh capitulations so this is just a continuation think, but
1: i also think that it has to do with the fact that they are a minority you know you have there are, it's because that they're minorities. So then you have to... The, the majority has to protect and No, but
0: why, why is it even a concept that the minorities have to be placated?
1: Because they're the vulnerable. Not,
0: but why is that even an accepted premise? Because the seed of self-loathing has already been sown in the West. Mm. If you had... If you had, let's call it arrogance, not, not arrogance, but a confidence in your own culture. Mm-hmm. If you loved and admired it, this is not saying it's perfect or without flaw or without sin, but this is merely saying, I'm proud of my culture. It is a good culture. Mm-hmm. It has lots of good things to offer, and it is worth defending and persevering. If you had a culture that believed that, then it wouldn't fall prey to, oh, they're in the minority. Why? Because that wouldn't by itself be sufficient for them to capitulate.
1: I don't know. I, I don't know. I, I, I'm not understanding you, I think. Because wouldn't the majority culture want to protect the vulnerable and the weak? And
0: No, that's just the reason why it seems self-evident to you. Why the mantra or this – if you encounter the situation where there's a majority culture and a minority culture Mm -hmm. and the minority culture objects to something and you you therefore naturally and almost unquestionably conclude, well, the majority has to accommodate.
1: No, we don't have to accommodate.
0: But but protect or or acquiesce or do something to condescend. The reason why – you think that's a given is because the landscape is such that the majority culture feels guilty about itself. So I'll give you a different example. Um, I'll give you a different example. Um, let's say in um, a different co- – uh, what, what context could I give you? Let's say in a football team a football team a sports team Mm -hmm. um and let's say that the majority uh are diligent about getting to practice Mm -hmm. but there's a couple of them that have been missing Mm -hmm. practice and they say you know practice is too hard for me i just can't make it so often listen to me listen to me let the con let the example play itself out but these footballers they're proud about their they're proud about their uh, work ethic. They're yeah. proud about the culture they've established in the team. They're not going to be like, "Well, okay, I feel sorry for you. You're the minority. We'll let you not practice as much because you're the minority." So, to them, that there's a minority that is failing to meet the standard, that wants something different, doesn't by itself mean that they should capitulate, that they should condescend, that they should accommodate
1: I don't know that example it has to do with their work ethic so but that's a
0: cultural level that's a cultural value you see and so in this example the cultural value of having the right to offend is a cultural value and they're objecting to that cultural value the minority is and you're saying isn't it natural then that the majority culture should try to condescend and I'm telling you that the reason why it feels like it should be natural is because unlike the football club who is proud of its values the West isn't proud of its values, period.
1: I understand that. I, I agree mm. with that, but I don't see. I'm I'm trying to. I'm trying to understand your presentation of this whole thing from uh, another perspective. So, from the people who are snowflakes, let's say, I'm trying to yeah s- trying to understand you from their perspective. So, why, so, where does
0: the analogy break down with the football club? Why does it break down? In your view?
1: Because that is like a, like a personal choice that they've, that they've not done the right thing. They've not worked out. They've not done the thing that you have to do to, to be a good team.
0: But you see, you see what you've said there. What you've said is that you've acknowledged that there's an objective, verifiable basis – Right. For the value of practice.
1: Right. Yeah. Right?
0: So you acknowledge that.
1: So if you're talking about the right to offend, I agree. Yes. But I thought but we the were West, talking about... But
0: the West doesn't acknowledge that the right to offend is a verifiable, worthy value to defend.
1: Mm, I see. You
0: see? Because they're no longer proud of their inheritance. It used to be a right that you would die for, that you would war for, that you would defend, that you would not bulk, that you would not you know step back one inch from
1: well but what about there's a story that mike rowe was talking about his uh friend that had a big stutter and the teacher made fun of that student okay and i mean he offended that child is are you going to defend his right to offend that child so, so I think that teacher should be sacked because he did the wrong thing. Yeah, yeah, he yeah. He picked on a vulnerable. Sure,
0: certainly, certainly. So, um, in in that example, um, I would say so. It shouldn't be illegal for what the teacher did. No, it is impolite and perhaps and even evil what mm-hmm. he did, but right. not illegal.
1: Correct. So
0: he should be sacked. For the immorality of it.
1: Yeah, for be- being a bad can, teacher. Because
0: we can objectively identify, in this instance, that to prey on the vulnerable right. and to um, poke fun at something that someone can't, at that stage, at least control. Right. So
1: let's say, now so- imagine these students who are Muslim and they're a part of a minority community yes. and the their peers maybe don't understand them, don't, yeah, yeah. you know, and so then for someone to maybe offend their yeah. God is picking so, on the vulnerable. So this is why,
0: this is why I said I would be open to the teacher saying, Hey, I'm giving you a heads up. I'm going to publish this thing. I'm going to give a lesson on this. Feel free to take your student out if you need to, because you think it's offensive mm but i'm going to give an object lesson on the right to to offend. Hmm. And i'm going to do that and i'm going to try to do that without as much as i can without showing you that my intent isn't just to offend you primarily. See that teacher that made fun of the stutter? He wasn't creating an object lesson for a bigger principle to convey something to the classroom even. He was just preying on that, indulging.
1: Who knows? Maybe he wanted to encourage the other students to not stutter. You know, to say this is not a good habit to have something like
0: that i don't think so i mean that, uh, anyway it's it's a hearsay story that someone else told but i think um i think the the, the whole point is that as long as the we're talking about moral standards not not legal standards so judging the teacher morally if it is evident that his intent is to give an object lesson on the right to offend it, and that? how i think that was the whole oh. point that was the whole point
1: I didn't um, think so. I thought he was teaching about the the religion or something, and saying that maybe this is how people view him. And
0: I think and the all. article quoted that all the staff and and even the head teachers agreed that it was a worthy thing to do. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so it, on the other hand, if that teacher on a daily basis. Brought a poster no, of Muhammad. Yeah, I'm saying I'm just giving you a counter example, right? If that person brought in that teacher brought in a daily picture of of the Prophet with the purpose of offending the students, right, then yeah, right. I would I would say that's immoral, not illegal, but immoral. Yeah. I, so so if we're
1: everyone agrees with that, so I
0: think the, the whole point is that um, I think this teacher, from all appearances, had a a a just motive. A useful yeah. motive in giving this lesson. Right. And instead of, uh, instead of recognizing that, the parents protested, which I understand and it is their right. I don't object to their protest. And in the face of that protest, no one stood up for that teacher. Oh, okay. Okay. So they all uniformly capitulated mm-hmm. and did not defend him one bit. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's
1: where you think it went wrong.
0: That's where I think it went wrong. Right. Um, completely is that there's no backbone and there's no love of the inheritance and values that the West has stood for 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 yeah. for, for ages.
1: Yeah, there's no <clears> backbone. <throat> they're not going to stand up against that because they're afraid they're going to get their heads cut off.
0: Yeah, but there is. I mean, there, there. Yeah, there. There is space to argue for the morality of such a tactics. There's. So the Bible always teaches that um, what um, even if a thing is good, it might not be expedient. Mm-hmm even if a thing can be done doesn't mean it should be done um uh so st paul talks about when he was with jews he became a jew when he was with gentiles he became a gentile so with things indifferent he became those people so that he might win some so if 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 i was if it was a christian teacher and he's trying to win some Muslims to a different faith, clearly bringing in a poster of the Prophet Muhammad is not the best way to right, do that right so I think there's there's space to argue for the utility and the morality of such a tactic, but mm. legally um and if the teacher did it with good intentions, morally, he should be defended mm-hmm. and And I'm embarrassed and ashamed that it took bin men to do it, mm. and only Binmen. yeah okay so and then third story third and last story for me is um let's see here we go it is related to a petition it's your favorite topic covid Mm. the one you want to talk about 24 hours a day um it's a petition submitted to parliament about covid and the petition reads title is prevent covid vaccine rollout to children Mm -hmm. And it says, evidence suggests children rarely develop serious illness from COVID, and most adults will soon be vaccinated, reducing overall transmission. Long-term safety data of the vaccines are unknown, and emerging data shows younger people are more likely to get side effects from COVID vaccine. Rushing, unwise. I presume that means rushing is unwise. Mm -hmm. And the government responded, this petition was rejected. And in answer to the question why was the petition rejected the government answers it is not clear what the petition is asking the UK government or parliament to do clearly it's petitioning to not roll out vac- not mandate vaccines okay. to children we understand you're concerned about vaccinating children against covid-19 however there are currently no plans to offer the vaccine to children so we're not sure what you mean by rushing the Joint Committee on Vaccines and Immunization has confirmed it has begun studying evidence on the safety of COVID nineteen vaccines on children. So, in the, first, in the in the second paragraph, it says there are no plans of test uh, of testing children. Oh, By the way, like we're that, testing yeah. children. <clears throat> so that that was that was interesting. Um, it's not related to the first two topics. It's just disgusting. It's, it's the you know,
1: So Jeremy Hunt just was on video mm. um, suggesting that we should roll out vaccines.
0: To children. To children. Uh-huh.
1: In Parliament. Yeah. Did you see that video? No, I didn't. It's a very brief, just him posing the question if we should.
0: Do you want to r- roll it? Yeah.
1: Jeremy Hunt.
0: As you do that, I wanted to just... Just getting back to our first two stories, um, there was a tweet that was really funny, which kind of shows why the critical theory uh, doesn't work when you're white. So this person says, quote, I blame my failures in life on the fact that I have to look out at a Norman castle every day. It's a symbol of French imperialism. I live in a town with a Roman name. I am constantly reminded of Italian colonialism. My life is ruined by viking colonialism and danish imperialism so this is an english person basically clearly saying that you know they've been conquered by the normans the romans the danes and the vikings but they have no currency to claim that they are victims of oppression Mm -hmm. why because they are the ones in power now Mm. and the whole point of critical theory is to destroy who is in power exactly and it it, it is it has weaponized love for that Mm. purpose Okay.
1: All right. Here's the video. Jeremy Hunt tweets: "Time to vaccinate children." My question to at Nadhim Zahawi today in the Commons. So let me pull this up here. Can I
3: congratulate the minister for the outstanding rollout of the vaccine programme, which uh, is a source of enormous pride to all of us on all sides of the House? As we emerge from lockdown, uh, we all want it to be a permanent change. And for most families, the biggest priority is to make sure that schools remain open, even if we find that new variants arrive in the UK in the course of the autumn. We know that children don't tend to get bad symptoms, but they can spread the virus. So is it time to look at vaccinating the over 12s, as they are doing in the United States? Is it time to look at whether we can use some of the FDA analysis to speed up that decision-making process, so that by the time children come back in the autumn, Schools are protected, and we can be confident they'll be able to stay open.
1: People are nodding their heads during that. So how can they say that they're not considering? I think they're just being very technical about saying, oh, no, there's no plan to roll out because they literally don't have a bill or whatever it's called written out yet. Hmm. But clearly they're talking about it. They're testing.
0: Of course, yeah. That's that's what they always do is – They bat back the suggestions that they're planning to do something that might be controversial, whilst at the same time doing the work that would allow them to roll out this thing that's controversial. So, yeah, I didn't know that uh, a petition could be just flatly rejected like that without the ability to get signatures or whatever. Did you know that that petition existed?
1: Yeah, someone was circulating it. It says, we only reject petitions that don't meet the petition standards. I don't know. But there's another, so today, one. Today there's today another I was... one circulating. It says, do not vaccinate children against COVID-19 until phase three trials are complete. And this mm-hmm. one has 39,590 signatures. 40,000. Yeah.
0: So t- uh, a couple days ago at the shops, um, a local, local to the village who I've known for years here, uh, I ran into him uh and clearly i wasn't wearing a mask because i don't wear a mask because i'm exempt and you can't ask me why i'm exempt it's illegal you can't ask me for proof so anyway i got i was in the shops without a mask and uh this old boy's got his mask on and he asked me uh, hey 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 why aren't you where's your mask i said oh I i'm not wearing one i'm exempt He said, oh really when are you getting your jab? He then asked me and I say, I'm not getting one. And he said, why not? And I said, because I don't want to be experimented on with gene therapy. And he said, you Americans with your queer ideas. And this is in front of a bunch of shoppers queuing up at the shops. And so I just said, Yep, yeah, that that's for it. That's, that's the ticket. Yep, yeah, Okay. And then I just kind of walked out, um, and then as I'm walking out, it's like, send, send my regards to to Lillian and the kids. Da, 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 da. Um, and it was it's just so funny. The phrase, uh, believe the science, is really just believe the TV.
1: Yeah, follow the science is just follow the authority that's telling <clears throat> you what to do.
0: Yeah. It doesn't so,
1: even matter if they're scientists or not. Yeah, yeah. Is Bill and, then, Gates a scientist?
0: and then at work, I was on a call with like six other people. Mm-hmm. And the topic came up again, and everyone was like, I got my Jeb, I'm getting mine, blah, yeah. blah, blah. And then someone who knew that I'm a skeptic had to probe. I was going to stay quiet the whole time, yeah. not say anything. Hey, go, on, Felipe, go on, Felipe, go on, Felipe. When are you getting your Jeb, huh? And I just said, I'm not getting my Jeb. And then so everyone chimed in like, why not? Do you not believe in vaccines? <laughs> and I said, I believe in vaccines, but I don't believe in experimental gene therapy. And so then I said, not all of them are gene therapy, and you can pick the one that you want.
1: Yeah, the one with blood clots. <laughs> that one. <laughs> yeah. That segues into mine. The one where the um, BBC presenter, Lisa Shaw, died from blood clots after having the COVID vaccine. She had the AstraZeneca, mm. which is the one that is the Oxford. Is Japanese the one that isn't, one.
0: Is, is not gene therapy, but it it's not traditional, but it's
1: been causing blood clots right in under 50s so mm. younger people
0: mm so go on your first story
1: okay so yeah the sun reported this sort of the daily mail that lisa shaw from um was it newcastle died from the from blood clots it says um after having the astrazeneca covid vaccine her family say um Yeah, it says her relatives were devastated and said that there is um, that she got the COVID jab and got a blood clot from it. So it sounds like her relatives are convinced that it had to do with the COVID jab, and everyone else seems to relate that. Experts stressed that cases of blood clots linked to the vaccine are are extremely rare. Right. So, do they give Um, numbers though? Yeah, so then the the um Daily Mail one actually had better numbers, so I'm going to pull that one up. So the Daily help.
0: Mail is not reliable.
1: It's not reliable. Uh, it's not right. Reliable. It actually is a lot it has more information than a lot of the other ones I've seen. So Just read the bullet points um, for the
0: Daily Mail. I love their practice. The, the
1: reiteration so. of the same thing just yeah. in bullet points. <laughs> uh, so she died aged 44 after suffering blood clots following the COVID AstraZeneca jab. Um, people under 40 are being offered an in- alternative. Oh, it just went away.
0: Alternative to the AstraZeneca, to
1: AstraZeneca um, following reports of extremely oh. rare blood clots on the brain. Mm. Extremely rare. Except they're changing the the um, advice now. It says more than 330 cases of a rare clotting disorder have been spotted among 24.2 million recipients of the jab. Or around one in every 75,000 people, 58 patients have died.
0: One in every how many?
1: 75,000.
0: Who get that jab, Who get get a blood clot?
1: Yeah, and 58 died from it.
0: So of the ones that got the blood clots, only a fraction of those die. Yes. So one out of 75,000... Is 0001 percent? Yeah, so very rare. So it is very rare.
1: Yeah, but um, it just makes me wonder: How does that compare to um, the mortality rate with COVID? Like, then how contracting mm. COVID and then dying? It's further. definitely
0: yeah. It's it. You're, you're, let's see if the COVID, If you grant one percent, then it is hundred times more likely that you'll die from COVID mm-hmm. than uh, from the vaccine. From that vaccine. So
1: then you do, then the question. Of oh, getting a
0: blood clot because one of those seventy five, right. not all of those seventy five thousand, or those one in seventy five thousand die from the blood clot.
1: It says one out of every seventy five thousand people get this rare clotting disorder. Yep,
0: and then out of those, some die and yeah, some don't. Only
1: fifty eight patients have died, according yeah. to this. Um, so it's very. So it's probably small.
0: even yeah, it's probably even less than a hundredth. But then
1: the question that I'm sure her relatives are thinking and wanting to know yeah. is if she didn't get the vaccine, hmm. would she be alive today? You know, would she then have contracted COVID and died? Yeah. Who knows? You don't know. So the question really you is, don't know. You don't know. do you don't you voluntarily take something that you could die from? Or do you try to do your best to avoid it and maybe you ac- you get it, someone gives it to you? like that's that's the risk that you'd have to take and i for me personally i'm not going to want to voluntarily put myself like you said uh, and be experimented on, experimented yeah. Yeah, on. Yeah, i'd yeah, rather yeah. risk it and get it late you know get covid and- well i
0: mean the, the thing that would make it comparable is what is the what are the chances of getting covid right. first
1: pretty high because right. it's highly infectious and then
0: of if you get covid what are the chances of dying in your age group right so in our age group 30 to 40 do you know it's like point it's not zero, even a percent
1: zero yeah something
0: it's maybe point zero zero one yeah so then if you tack on a, that not everyone gets it mm-hmm. it's it's probably around the same
1: yeah
0: uh as the risk of dying from them right so you don't tab. gain for right. our age group.
1: Yeah, it seems like.
0: For the older age group where the uh percent mortality, mortality is, is like isn't it double digits for some age groups, like ten percent?
1: Maybe for above eighty, yeah.
0: Yeah. So if you're above eighty and the risk of death uh from the vaccine is even lower, then it makes sense, yeah. I guess. Yeah. And you have so little left to live anyway. Yeah, I guess. <clears throat> so I can get I can I can get behind that, maybe. If I was maybe above eighty, I might consider yeah. it. Yeah,
1: that, that's why it's really important to just weigh your risk. Yeah, and that's why
0: to do a risk assessment isn't that what uh, Brits love doing? They love
1: that, but children— but no one's doing a bris- Are at very very low risk. Yeah, in fact, that's what Jeremy Hunt just said. Like they don't. But this suffer. is what they're going to
0: argue: is that they're a transmission pathway that's what he said, to the vulnerable. But
1: the adults should get it then. Why do the children have to get it? So if then they the, would, the next thing the vaccine, they
0: would say is that having a vaccine doesn't guarantee that you're not going to get COVID.
1: So then what's the point of having everyone get a vaccine?
0: I think they would say, does it reduce the likelihood that you'll get it? I Isn't don't, that what they'll say? I don't
1: say? know. I thought that it reduces the likelihood of dying from it. So it doesn't um, reduce the likelihood of getting it. It just reduces the severity of their symptoms.
0: Oh, I see. I see. Yeah. So, all it, 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 oh, right. So, it reduces, yeah, the likelihood of, of severe symptoms and yeah. ergo so death. so then
1: therefore...
0: So, they're protected then. Yeah,
1: they're protected. Why mm. do the children have to get it?
0: I guess even though it diminishes the likelihood that they die, mm-hmm. there's still a chance that they die. So, to reduce the chances even further, they must destroy all transmission pathways, children being one of them. Pace.
1: So these these people were the ones who, who fought two world wars. <laughs> I know.
0: <laughs> we, must, we must keep everyone locked down. We must not hug. We, we- must not touch. Because that increases the risk factor by point triple zero one percent
1: That's the other thing death. I was trying to understand is um, how are they supposed to know if the vaccines are actually working? If the mortality rate is so low already like how much Mm. will it have to improve for them to know that it's actually working i don't know you know like it just seems like so so few people have anyway
0: man the mainstream media if you part if you consume mainstream media you hear the same message from everywhere yeah and you just believe it yeah oh the vaccines are really working and they're safe and 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 that is the that bubble of normality is impossible to pop it's near impossible to pop yeah. there's one guy at work who i commiserate who's like completely awake okay and he told me his family is he's brought his family to tears over his resistance to the vaccine his wife works <laughs> oh for the my nhs goodness. and uh they're just all gung-ho and yeah, yeah, zealous yeah. about it. And he's like, I'm not touching that. And there's just a war in the family over it. <laughs> oh,
1: that's too bad. But,
0: yeah, he's being very courageous and and firm about it. He's not taking it. Mm. Um, this is crazy. Anyway, what's your next story?
1: Well, this was really related to earlier about the school and the teaching because... This video is Is that where
0: they all give their pronouns?
1: No. Um, this is an 8th grade po- in this is an 8th grade Portland, Oregon teacher speaking to fellow educators.
0: Do you know people used to say that I have a Port, uh, Oregon Oregon accent? Really? A very standard non-identifiable American accent.
1: I could hear it. Yeah. So, anyway, so basically um, If you don't homeschool your kids, you should consider it. But here's... This is what's going on. As a former
0: school teacher, I say homeschool. Thanks. 10,000 shares.
4: (laughs) I'm Catherine Watkins, 8th grade humanities teacher at Cedar Park Middle School, and my pronouns are she, her, we, and us. I told you it's Um, the one... I'm going to say something that's not nice and not sweet, but it's true. If you're not evolving into an anti-racist educator you're making yourself obsolete in this field of profession. Um, our district is only getting browner and browner with our children. Wow. And so wow. if, you know, obviously you can't change your melanin, all right, but you can change your mind so that you can actually
0: function yeah, that's
4: in a, a district that is full of BIPOC children. So if you're being resistant, I understand that but you're gonna have to eventually come to the light because if you're going to keep with those old views of um, colonialism, um, it's gonna lead to being fired because you're gonna be doing damage to our children, um, trauma. And so as we fire the teachers who sexually abuse our children, we will be firing the the teachers who do racist things to our children and traumatize them. And while our district might not be completely on there, Oh, OE, yeah, um, OEA is working on it. All right. NEA is working on it. And so it's just a matter of time. So it's like you either evolve or dissolve. You've got to start walking with us.
1: Oh, my goodness. So do you guys understand what's happening here is she's she's saying that you have to be on the woke anti-racism bandwagon or you're going to get fired. You're on the same level as sexual predators. That's right. <laughs> if you believe in if you're a critic, Western of critical race theory, and that's where you know how the classics are getting canceled now. Um,
0: in universities, are canceling yeah, classical departments.
1: Exactly, and then like you mentioned about uh, the Church of England is getting rid of their institutionally racist statues. Any, yeah, and any whatever. sort of.
0: Pews or stained glass windows or statues that were made by slave owners are coming down.
1: So these teachers, they're not talking about how to teach their children how to learn and read. and They're talking about how to program their children to understanding that they belong in this... um, victimhood status that's what i hear
0: can't change your melanin but you can change your mind
1: that is true i agree with that
0: i know but they say it in a different they mean something completely different different than than us
1: yeah exactly um so once again i was listening to mike rowe he's he was sharing a story of a story of a very famous baseball player who Hmm. Is a Nolan really good Ryan. batter, really good batter, no. and he t- apparently was Hispanic, half Hispanic, and because he was half, his father was white. He played in the major leagues because no one knew he was Hispanic. Because if he, they knew back then, he would have been into the like Hispanic mm. leagues. Yeah,
0: yeah,
1: and um, and so that's just one what example. What was his name? Do you remember? <laughs> See, this is where I don't know. Come on, man. Uh. No, I don't remember. <laughs> Can you look it up?
0: I don't know. Is it. There's so many. Are there? Yeah.
1: What if I just. The, the
0: baseball is now dominated by Hispanics.
1: Yeah. He said that his uncle taught him how to play, mm. and his uncle um, struck out Babe Ruth at one point. Which I don't know why. Oh.
0: Is it. Um... Is it Ro- Roberto?
1: No, he's got a, a, a like a I'm, white name. Oh,
0: all right. I won't know them. I don't know who had a white name but was really Hispanic. Sorry.
1: Yeah, he was. He was half. Oh, I wish. Uh, I just don't. These things don't um, stick in my brain because I'm not really into sports and I never heard the name before. So anyway. Um, so that was your second story um okay so my yeah that was my second story was just that these educators are 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 totally on the woke bandwagon and i feel like if you are an intentional christian
0: intentional what does that even mean
1: like intentional parenting you've never heard of intentional parenting i've
0: heard it but i don't know what it means it just
1: means that if you care about your child's is that future. like saying if you're a
0: diligent person?
1: Yeah, yeah. If you care. Why about invent the way another your word if gonna... diligent
0: already exists? Why call it intentional? Is that I is that know. to contrapose unintentional? Like, I'm an unintentional Christian? Or I unintentional parent? Yeah. Unintentional educator? Yeah,
1: unintentional parenting, I think, is something that. What is that? That's just where you don't
0: Intend? think
1: about what you're doing. Yeah. You just raise them because you're, you're lazy and you just. Feed them KFC every day and things like that, but anyway, if you are serious about your children's education, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I think it's time to not send them to these schools. You yes, know, and yes. it's way past time not to send them to these schools. Um,
0: but I was thinking about that the other day because we went to that homeschooling holiday conference. Yeah, and I was just I was reminded at how few English people do the homeschooling thing. The I know majority foreigners. Like it's us, such
1: a huge. So, what do you, what's, your here? what's your theory? What's
0: your theory? What's the main reason why?
1: The Brits are very—they're um, just settled. They are content with mediocre. I mean, look at the NHS. Wow,
0: what an insult!
1: <laughs> <laughs> is that not true? They're the the customer service. Everyone is... on our
0: channel thinks that I'm the like the ogre and savage of the family that insults everyone. But the truth is quite the contrary. <laughs> what? <laughs>
1: I don't know. They just, I, they don't. They would sacrifice the level of education so. Point the in finger order at the to, camera. In order to make sure that their child is raised in a socially acceptable manner. Uh-huh. Okay, so they're willing to sacrifice a level of education or academically
0: mm-hmm. in
1: order to fit in.
0: Yeah, and I think
1: yeah. mainly Brit- British people. Are they don't want the worst thing you can do for a Brit is to not fit in.
0: Mm, So, mm, 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 so
1: homeschooling is just like way out there for them.
0: I think the average Brit is institutional in the sense that they they just they love institutions. Yeah. So the institution there exists for education. Go to the institution. There must be exist for a reason. Yeah. They must get trained. They must know what they're doing. But this, trust. I'm sure this trust is Trust. Trust in institution. Now. Every time we say that, though, we get a bunch of people say, you really think Brits trust institutions? Come on. What about Brexit? What Brexit? Sorry. Brexit. We, I always Brexit. say Brexit. Because yeah. uh, we say exit mm-hmm. in the US. Um, so, Brexit. Come on. Doesn't that prove that we don't... Uh, Koto, Co- is it koto? Kowtow. Kowtow. Koto, <laughs> kowtow. Kowtow <laughs> to institutions. I think, I think pushed, pushed to the edge, you, you will resist institutions, but the normal status quo is yeah. to follow institutions. Yeah. Whereas the status quo in, for an American is to buck the institution.
1: Yeah, exactly. So we're just so, naturally more rebellious.
0: Naturally skeptical of institutions.
1: Willing to strike out on our own, be a bit more <clears throat> independent.
0: Yeah. Okay. So, what's the next story? Come okay. Up. This is a long podcast.
1: I wasn't the do- doing the majority of the talking. It's okay.
0: It's all right. It's all good. They'll okay.
1: This last. Oh, wait. I just clicked on this. This one here.
0: Last story, folks. And now coming. A Florida it's, man. It's a funny one. Okay? Has battled an alligator to save his puppy.
1: It says toxic masculinity. This guy is hilarious. And this is just a little comedy here. Whoa. Something funny I to make it a
3: little, a little bit little lighter, hearted. Apparently, I've got uh, I've got a lot of toxic masculinity as well, which is which isn't woke at all. Like, if you don't know what toxic masculinity is, apparently, apparently, masculine traits like being aggressive and being good at fighting, they're seen as bad these days. But they're only seen as bad because for the last like 50 years we haven't had bears and Nazis and Vikings to fight. Like we don't know that they're not coming back. You know, there's only a certain amount of oil and internet left, and then we descend into <laughs> this Mad Max dystopia. <laughs> and then the Vikings. they'll smell weakness they'll come back they'll start with this again like what are you gonna do if the vikings land and they're like down in the village and you run up to the men all these non-toxic men you're like guys guys can you help us the vikings have come back and they're down in the village committing some really large (laughs) microaggressions and all these non-toxic guys are frantically trying to assemble an online petition out of (laughs) twigs Trying to word it so it doesn't sound
1: anti-immigration against. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's so good.
0: Toxic masculinity.
1: That's like Scottish, right?
0: I don't know. I'm not going to offend anyone by guessing.
1: <laughs> I love accents.
0: But it makes a solid point. Yeah, the oil, the oil, and the, in the internet will run out one day, <laughs> and, uh, and we then will the, need those skills again. And then
1: the aggressive vikings will smell weakness Yep. and then the weakness will just be like i don't want it with that
0: yeah <laughs> except the vikings in this instance will be wearing turbans
1: no i don't think so it could be the chinese
0: yeah yeah that's true <laughs> they'll be eating sweet and sour chicken <laughs>
1: <laughs> they don't have that there that's not a chinese dish
0: oh You've shattered my whole vision of what China is. Okay, any final thoughts?
1: Um, well, I just think that... I think that lack of masculinity is one of the core problems in today's society. <laughs> <laughs> um, because if we're talking about COVID, let's say... Imagine a weak male and married to a woman and the woman is naturally going to be a rule follower or maybe a Karen or whatever. She's not going to push back against this thing. It's not really, I think, in the nature of women to rebel against this society of institutions, okay? So I think the only way that women get on board is if they have a strong male in their life to say, look, we need to do this or just trust Mm, me. mm. I'm just thinking in terms of my own experience because Mm. I think it would be easier to just be like, oh, yeah, let's just do the vaccine and wear Mm. masks. It's not Mm. a big deal. (laughs) We'll just Mm. go along with everyone Everyone else Mm. doing it anyway. Do you
0: feel you have that instinct?
1: I think I I do. And I think that most women wouldn't feel <laughs> confident enough to buck the, mm. the trend and what everyone else is doing if they don't yeah. have a strong man mm. saying, "No, we're going to do it this way," and mm. you don't feel afraid. I think that's the other thing is women are more mm. fearful. And I remember oh, the rejection. beginning in the of COVID, mm. I was really afraid. Remember, yeah, I, I do. Didn't, I don't I was, go outside. I was pregnant, and <laughs> don't I. You- Dare. I didn't want Felipe to go outside we at were all. Wet
0: wiping all the groceries. We, all the groceries
1: when he when he came back home, he took these antibacterial wipes, wiped <laughs> down everything. I had a cousin who was washing her croissants before eating them. Like they were putting
0: they, their clothing in garbage bags. They and They were burning like them. burning
1: their clothes when they got home.
0: <laughs> it was a full on. It
1: was. It was really scary. And my cousins are doctors and stuff. And they were saying that like it was something that people never are seen dying. People They've are never dying. seen it. Yeah. So I was like really, really afraid. And I think I would have been happy. My, the savior would have been, oh, the vaccines are coming. you mm-hmm. are your mask. Remember
0: that Christmas is coming and the vaccine will save us. It was like. Jesus was replaced by the vaccine. That reminds
1: remember? me of that Boris. vaccine saves projection mm. onto, onto the Rio the Jesus de Janeiro statue. Jesus yeah. statue. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Can you believe that? that it's is idolatry.
0: Just... They say they don't believe in anything, but they have faith. They're religious, believe me.
1: Vaccine saves? No, clearly yeah. it doesn't because you have to keep getting a second booster, a third booster. You still have to wear your mask. Like, you still have to then vaccinate the children. Like, it doesn't save anything. What is it saving?
0: The only thing that COVID has brought that I appreciate is, is this. this.
1: song.
2: Then sang Moses and the children of Israel this song under the Lord.
0: it's like call and respond.
1: Did you not realize he's making the same mistake that Pharisee's made? Get out of here! Of I'm very convinced nope. COVID 19. Yeah. It's like we're sleeping.
0: But this was done last year. Oh,
1: it was so long ago you yeah.
0: And COVID is not ever, gone. And you'll uh, never be back. Never be back.
1: But, like, what I was saying is, like, th- why would he say that the fire coming from hell like,
0: to, <laughs> to kill this thing? Really? To kill COVID. What? <laughs> it
1: doesn't make any sense.
0: That is the single greatest gift that COVID has brought, <laughs> I think.
1: No, there have been a lot of things that have come out of it that have been really good. Yeah, us, so. and
0: yeah, the return to local is is very good. Okay, final, 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 final thoughts.
1: No, this has been a long podcast. Thank well, you for thank you around. for
0: sticking around. We Leave. are
1: um, we're gonna try to do some live streams while we yeah. podcast, <laughs> and they're only open to our Patreon patrons.
0: Yes, if you want to engage with us live on the podcast, become a patron. At patreon.com slash
1: the postmodern family. There
0: it is. See ya. <laughs> Bye. Bye.